0: Hello friends, welcome back to the Health Freak Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm really happy to be back today with another interview. And today I had the privilege of interviewing Laura Sacco, a fellow Staten Islander. And I felt like this particular interview was super important to bring you now as we approach the end of the year, when inevitably we're bound to be more stressed, more overwhelmed. And just aside from the fact that the world is a shit show, there's that end of the year stress that we can all feel each year and Laura is a certified Kundalini yoga and meditation teacher. And these practices are super helpful in bringing us back to center, into balance in our life and our mind, and helping us tackle stress in a healthy way. And with tools that we have inside of us, nothing that we need to leave the house to get, leave the house to do. Um, it's just something that we have to basically commit to and practice. And I felt like Why not try something new, right? Because I feel like something that we all neglect is managing our stress. And so Laura is a meditation instructor, a yoga instructor, and also a special ed teacher in the New York City Public Schools. So this conversation was so fun because Laura's clearly, she's got a love of teaching, a gift for teaching, and her mission is to guide women on their own spiritual journey to show them how limitless their potential is, their power is, because that's really what inspired Laura to do this she discovered kundalini yoga and meditation and she said it really really changed her life it allowed her to become open to become aware and to see how powerful she was how much potential she has as a person as a woman and she's been able to live through that and to share that with others and I think that's just so amazing and it's something we can all benefit from listening to and benefit from trying so we're going to jump right into this conversation. Um, I want to encourage you to definitely follow Laura on Instagram and on Facebook. She has a program that she runs and she's also doing weekly Kundalini Yoga virtual classes from now till the end of the year. So definitely jump in on and try those on Sundays. Um, You know, if you're looking to add some more practice to your life or just to open your mind to some different things (laughs) that can be really beneficial to you. Okay, so I'm going to include Laura's Instagram in the show notes. It's um laura m sacco s-a-c-c-o and here we go i hope you guys enjoy this as much as i did so laura thank you so much for doing this i'm so excited to finally connect with you for sure i stalked your instagram for a little while before meeting you <laughs> so why don't about you stalking. right we all do it come on um take a second and introduce yourself let everybody know who you are what you do Sure. I'm Laura Sacco. I am a kundalini
1: yoga and meditation teacher. I'm also a special education teacher here in Staten Island. Um, and my goal and my mission is to help women and other individuals empower themselves and guide them along on their healing
0: journey through kundalini yoga, meditation, breath work, and mm-hmm. other, you know, spiritual healing modalities. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah, and I feel like a lot of these things are gaining a lot of popularity right now, which I think is perfect. And I think it's so needed. Are you currently doing like virtual teaching, the special ed? Um,
1: I am actually like doing half and half virtual oh. one week uh, in person and one week virtual. But right now my school's closed for two weeks. Oh, okay. Um, because there's a little spike in uh, yeah, Coronavirus cases. So yeah, um, we're home for a little bit.
0: But still teaching, still working. Yeah. How's that been uh, doing special ed that way? I'm sure it's really hard. It is definitely challenging because I have to
1: learn almost like a whole new way of teaching my students because they, they really thrive from like hands-on learning and they need our prompting and things like that. So um, it's been a challenge. Some of my students really thrive uh, with remote learning because it's, I do a lot of one-to-one and then some of my students barely even show up or come on. So yeah, it's rough. It is. I feel bad for our, for this population specifically because Definitely. it's just a lot of them are regressing.
0: Yeah, yeah, from it. it sucks. Um. So Kundalini yoga. So I've been hearing a lot about this and I really am kind of in the dark. Like I've been doing a little bit of research but I've never done it. So can you explain what that really is? Sure, So um, kundalini yoga is uh,
1: another like branch of yoga that um, still incorporates the asana part and the asana is just like the physical posture. But in kundalini yoga, we aren't usually like flowing. We are mostly either holding the posture. So in a static hold or we're moving our arms or our bodies in some way, shape or form. Um, So it includes movement it includes a lot of breath work a lot of meditation um, chanting um, specific eye gaze and hand mudras and um, we also incorporate deep relaxation gong baths and um, things like that and it's called the yoga of awareness actually Mm -hmm. because it's really um, allows us to tune into our own selves and our own you know minds and really become aware of these maybe like neuroses or these different, the different ways our mind works and how we operate in our behaviors and our thought patterns. Yeah. Um, so it helps really just bring light to all of that, the more that you um, practice it and uh, yeah, I can wow. go on and on really. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> go on as much as you want.
0: So in my research, I was reading that Kundalini yoga um, is associated with more feminine energy. Is that right? That is correct. Yep. Cool. So how does that play into the practice? So it's kind of
1: funny because kundalini energy is this energy that's located in the base of our spine and it's this feminine energy. And, you know, we all have this masculine and this feminine feminine energy within us. Um, it just helps us awake, awaken this energy. And um, I think living in a society where we're constantly on the go, we're constantly doing, 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 and we... We uh, thrive on knowing that we accomplish things. The feminine energy actually does the exact opposite. So when we tap into that, we really just learn to tune into our body and realize what our body actually needs. Maybe some days it's, um, you know, movement and like, you know, going to the gym and really like lifting weights and doing strength training. And then maybe other days it's, you know, resting in bed or, maybe dancing and
0: just like flowing our body and just tapping into that like softness within us. Do you find that mostly women practice this type of yoga or do you get men too? I would say the majority of my clients and students are definitely women. Yeah. They're
1: definitely men here practicing. Um, But I think that, and this isn't a stab at men, but men have more of an ego. Um, So they- maybe hesitant to practice this type of yoga because it is very different it's not your typical like where you just tune in with like one ohm right. we have like this whole chanting you know that we tune in with or at least I do it I practice that way and teach that way so um and it's hard sometimes to take ownership of these behaviors and thought patterns as as humans because we okay. don't want to believe that we are actually acting that way yeah so it's and I more feel challenging
0: like, yeah definitely and even like men- any yoga class I've ever taken, I've seen men for sure, but it's always mostly women. I will yeah. say though, that the one type of yoga that there was a lot of men was the style that shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you, you know mean. what I mean. Yeah. It's really hot. Um yes. those classes always had a lot of men because I feel like they felt that pull to challenge themselves physically, maybe more so Absolutely. than anything else and so maybe that's why but I always thought that was super interesting and I feel like when you're talking about you tell me what you think but when you're talking about energy um, like masculine and feminine energy you kind of have to figure that out along your own journey like I never thought about um. and I mentioned this in an earlier episode of my podcast too like feminine and masculine energy like I was always go 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 especially in the gym training so hard six days a week like killing my body like my hormones were Garbage, like not good until I got pregnant and had a baby, and finally started realizing, like, okay, I finally kind of transitioned into more feminine energy and kind of like struck a balance, I guess you could say. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So for men, it's probably like they, unless they're okay with being vulnerable in certain ways, they're not going to try it out. Absolutely. And I think, like, with Kundalini yoga, um, the different postures
1: that we do and the yoga sets that we do, it unlocks like certain you know, emotions in our bodies and kind of causes, and I don't want to say force because it doesn't happen to everybody, but it forces us to um, like release these emotions and we have to be okay with releasing them and not holding them back. Cause the whole point is to release any like unstuck trauma and dramas or like past things that have happened in past relationships or past lives. And if you're not open to actually doing that, then you're just, not even helping yourself in the process of this yoga you're right you're just hindering yourself you're like just it's the whole there's no point (laughs) yeah so how long have you been doing kundalini yoga I've been practicing for six almost seven years um and yeah I, I actually stumbled upon it And I didn't actually plan on ever practicing this type of yoga. I was always um, the typical like physical type of yoga where I wasn't about slowing my breath down and being in touch with, you know, my mindset and things like that. It was more of like a workout for me. Yeah. And then I started really moving into this like spiritual path after I met one of my closest friends because she had already been on it. And I, I was like, just always interested and curious about it. Yeah. So finally you know, we attended a uh, Gabrielle Bernstein um, Mm. lecture. Have you you heard of Gabrielle Bernstein? So we uh, attended that in the city and she actually uh, played some kundalini mantras um, and we did a meditation there and then we loved it, my friend and I, and then we ended up um, going to her retreat and we actually practiced kundalini yoga and the second we were done, we turned around to each other and we were like, "Oh my God, I need to teach this. This is like amazing. Everybody needs to feel this way. yeah, um, because it's just like it's just you can't I can't even explain it. It's more of an experiential thing. yeah, um just the way that you feel and the the momentum that you gain for your life and to try and shift and and create more awareness and change is incredible. It's something that yeah. I had never experienced before. And I just was like, everybody needs to feel this way everybody needs to experience this. everybody needs to realize their limitless potential because we all have it but because of society has you know told us how to act, how to dress, how to look, how to you know be we've you know covered that up. And I always mm-hmm. say to and I just said this yesterday to um, the students in my 40 days program, I just told them we are already this diamond. think of us as this diamond already this faceted diamond but we have all this coal around us because from society from our traumas and our dramas and all of that and we're just chip we're using kundalini yoga to chip that all away and just mm-hmm. to help us realize how amazing we actually are
0: wow I love that that's a really good way to put it yeah <laughs> thanks yeah, so that's really- how
1: like I think somebody explained that to me and it just stuck with me it's like all right this is what I'm doing I'm just chipping away I'm
0: just chipping away like an onion, peeling back the layers. Yeah. And I feel like everybody could benefit from a practice like that, you know, especially now. Like, I feel like we're in a real age of an awakening and more and more people, like I just said, are open to that. And I feel like those people who aren't, I hope that they become open to that because not to get too crazy, but I think it could really make serious change in our world. Absolutely. If we all were more aware
1: Yeah. And if we are aware of our actions towards one, first towards ourselves and then towards others, we're just, I think it will create immense change. And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about it, because if I'm helping, you know, one or two people, then maybe they're helping more people. And it's just, um, I think it's just, would be really beneficial for the consciousness of this planet.
0: Right. For sure. And you know, the more people become aware, the greater our chances of a global consciousness awakening. Absolutely. Um, which I feel like is needed. And you're right. If you teach one person, then that domino effect happens and they carry that energy with them and that becomes contagious. So I think it's yeah. super important work. So, how has practicing Kundalini Yoga really helped you in your life so far? So the actually, the reason why
1: I was so curious about, you know, the spiritual journey and and then finding Kundalini Yoga is I actually lived in Hawaii back in, gosh, over 10 years ago, 10 years ago, back in 2009, I moved there and I lived for two and a half years. And then I decided that it was time for me to move home due to just, you know, being really far away from my family and I'm very close with them. So I just felt like it was time and I really wanted to kind of just grow in my career As a teacher. Mm. Um, And when I moved home, I found that I became really depressed and really, you know, anxious. I went from, you know, living in paradise to moving back in with my parents and having this nine to five job that I actually didn't really love at the time. And I just knew that there had to be something more, had to be something, you know, more fulfilling than this. Um, And that's what kind of brought me into spirituality and then brought me into Kundalini yoga. And then once I started practicing Kundalini yoga consistently, I realized that I could do whatever the hell it is that I want. Like I could make myself happy. I could start a business. I could, you know, it actually helped me tap into my voice. And I actually started practicing, going to take voice lessons and singing at like open mics. And it's something that I had wanted to do when I was younger, but I just never did. I think I was too shy and too uh, introverted and um it really shifted me in that way to yeah. use my voice to realize my own potential that i could really do whatever it is that i wanted and um and i could help people in the long term
0: yeah
1: and and that was really something that since i was a child i always felt like i was going to help people on this planet no matter what way shape or form yeah um it ended up being teaching in multiple different ways yeah <laughs> So you're so, a teacher, <laughs> you're a natural yeah.
0: born teacher in whatever way that is.
1: Yeah. Yep, yeah, definitely. I just, I, I feel like I really want to use this gift to help others in whatever capacity, you know, what even if it's just my students, my special education students, or, you know, any students that come to my group classes and things like that.
0: Yeah. So I think that anybody who goes through a spiritual journey starts to realize their own limiting beliefs and starts to kind of break through that and realize their potential, not just professionally, not just in their career, but like in life and beyond, you know what I mean? Like personally, like I've had this similar experience. Like I never had two limiting beliefs. Like I always thought like I was like able to do anything, but it stretched so much further since my awareness grew. And then I got pregnant, which is crazy because I never planned on having a kid. So now in my head, I'm like, this was so meant to be like, I am so meant to guide her on her own journey now, and that's my domino effect. So, I that's hope beautiful. that more people, yeah, I hope more people um, join your classes and do this for themselves in whatever way that is. Do you ever Thank share you. these practices with your students in school?
1: I so I just transferred to a new school, hmm. um, so I'm still like getting my bearings, and we're remote. Um, I don't as much now, but I did at my previous school. I would start to incorporate a lot of like breathing techniques, yeah, just simple like because a lot of our students have anxiety um, with transition and have a hard time with transitioning. So one of my favorite techniques that I love to share with students, with any kids, even like my own step kids is, you know, smelling the flowers to inhale and then blowing out the candles. And, and I just try to make it visual for them yeah, um, to do that. And also, you know, like filling your belly up with a balloon yeah. and then blowing the balloon out, things like that. so. Yeah. That's like one simple technique that I feel has really helped so many students during like a crisis behavior. Yeah. Um, and then also a simple mantra that uh, I've shared with them is just "sa ta na ma," and we're moving the. F- anybody who's listening can't see this, but mm-hmm. Kelly, you could see this. You um, bring each fingertip to your thumb as you're saying each sound: "sa ta na ma," and it helps really. Um, bring the brain into balance and helps you know uh, decrease some anxiety and stress and I feel like that we don't realize that these students who are you know five six seven eight nine years old actually have that anxiety within them like deep within them so that kind of helps with those types of situations yeah
0: Yeah. I think kids experience anxiety so much more than we realize especially now And I I mean, I'm a personal trainer and nutritionist, and I see people all the time who are teachers and who have kids. And I was just talking the other day to somebody about how the way the education is going now, like mixed, virtual, in-person, unsure, school's closed, school's back open. Like, oh my God, yes. Just the stress of that situation alone does so much more damage, in my opinion, to these kids than like missing a whole year of school probably would. You know, I'm not a professional teacher, so I don't know the truth behind that statement, but it's true. (laughs) I feel like they can feel the stress from their parents and their teachers. And I think it's important to introduce this stuff to our kids. And of course, now having a kid, like when she, she's only a year and a half almost, but like when she's having a tantrum, I try to even get her to take a deep breath. And I show her like, we raise our arms up and we go, "Ah," and she thinks it's fun and she'll stop. Flipping out for a second and take a deep <laughs> breath. And then by that point, she's laughing and she's over it. Mm-hmm. So I think there's always a way to get kids involved in these types of things. And it's better to do it now because anxiety only grows. And I feel like we all have anxiety. And <laughs> now we're in yep. our 30s trying to figure it out. Absolutely. So, you know, and, and I noticed that in schools,
1: there's more. Um, they're leaning more towards a lot of social emotional techniques and you know, that includes mindfulness and meditation. So, which is really great. Yeah. And like really just learning how to be aware of your surroundings and your senses to help ground you into the present moment. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I think that if we start our kids young, they'll have these techniques and this awareness as they grow older. Yeah. Become like really amazing human beings also. Yeah,
0: definitely. <laughs> as, for sure
1: because I could think of so many things that I've done in the past prior to being aware and like, oh crap, should I really have done that? Or like, you know, obviously we can't do anything about it. I can't be worried about it now. But like, I wish that I had these techniques when I was younger because I definitely suffered from what I didn't know then was anxiety. I definitely had some sort of social anxiety from like a very young age till at least middle school. Yeah. I I think we just don't realize it as kids.
0: Yeah. We think like, everything that we go through is normal.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or that like, or maybe it's only happening to us and we don't want to share with our family members, depending on what type of home you grew up in. Right. You know, for me sharing our emotions like that, weren't always, you know, we just didn't do that. It was yeah. almost like put a bandaid on it and you're okay. Right. Like
0: suck it up, like be tough. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah, And so, that's how I even still was up until even a couple of years ago. Like oh, you're feeling yeah. sad. Suck it up. Like people are, have it worse than you. Like, you know, right. Um, absolutely. And sometimes I say that
1: also to my step kids and I'm like, wait, 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 stop it more. Like yeah. that's not
0: how we need to
1: talk to our kids.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. so you also are a meditation instructor. I am. Yes. That's cool. Have you been doing that, uh, longer than Kundalini yoga or like the same time? Um, the same time because we actually
1: like in teacher training, I've learned we learned so many different meditations and um, you know, different meditation techniques and breath work techniques. Right. Um, there's so many different aspects of Kundalini yoga that, you know, are incorporated into a 90 minute class that it's it's truly amazing. We go through the the warm-up postures, the movement, and then like the yoga set where, you know, sometimes we're just sitting down and sometimes we're actually getting up and moving. And then we go into the, our meditation at the end.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, same amount there, of time. Is there a certain type of meditation that you do or is it? Um, in kundalini yoga, I would say that there's, yeah, tons and tons of
1: meditations. So there's like, I, we have, there's different manuals that you can look through with different meditations that go, that range from like movement, uh, meditations that you're moving with, like, you're moving your arms with mostly sitting down, but you're moving your arms or your arms are above your head or you're chanting a mantra or sometimes you're just breathing and doing a specific
0: breath pattern. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Lately, I've definitely had a, a touch and go experience with meditation. Like, I would do it and then I would stop and then I would do it and then I would stop. And of course, I notice when I'm doing all my practices consistently, I feel good and my life makes more sense. Yeah. Um, but meditation is something that I've always struggled to do. And I think it's because I've had um, an expectation of the outcome. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you think that's a common problem people have?
1: I think so. I think the expectation with meditation is that we think that our thoughts are just going to completely go away or that we're trying to really get rid of them. Yeah. Um, When that's not the case at all, we're humans. There's absolutely no way that we could turn our minds off. It's just really attaching to those thoughts or noticing if we're attaching to those thoughts or not. So that's like, Number one thing I try and tell my students is that it's okay if you're thinking like that's that's normal. We want to kind of bring those thoughts up, it's just we want to not attach ourselves to those thoughts.
0: Yeah, so just notice them going by. Like I heard, I think when I was using an app, it said notice them passing like cars on the yeah,
1: or like a cloud in the sky or trains on a train track. Yeah, yeah.
0: Thing, anything yep. like that. And I, I didn't even understand that until like months and months and months later. And I was trying again. I'm like, okay, I get it. It's hard. It's not easy. Yeah, um, no, it's, it's definitely hard. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what are some, in like for everyday people who aren't into meditation, like, what would you say to people in order to maybe pique their interest in meditation? Like, what are some of the benefits?
1: Well, first, before I even go into the benefits, I would say that Don't the expectation of trying to sit and meditate for even just like 10, 15, 20 minutes is a lot for a first time meditator. Like even just a, like in Kundalini yoga, there's a lot of three minute meditations, and which I love because it's such an easy tool to have in your back pocket during like a stressful or anxious situation. Um, So yeah, like just starting off with a three minute meditation or just starting off with breathing long and deep for three minutes will start to help you know build your practice because that's mm-hmm. what it is meditation is a practice it's not something that you get once and then like you have it forever it's just like an up and down sort of thing even like after six years of meditating I still you know have moments where the, the thoughts are there or I'm having a hard time or I'm restless and I have to keep moving it's just about like being aware of it and then mm-hmm. intentionally bringing it back yeah um to center Mm -hmm. And then as far as benefits, I think the biggest benefit is right now, especially in 2020, everybody's nervous systems are totally wired. Like they are, we're receiving so much information from the news, social media, everybody, your families, everything, literally. And every second you're getting some sort of information into your bodies and our nervous systems aren't really wired to handle that much um, information and stress and anxiety so we're in this like fight or flight mode, fight, flight or freeze, I would say. Yeah. Um, and we really have to learn to tap into that parasympathetic nervous system, with, which is that rest and rejuvenation uh, nervous system. And meditation really helps tap into that and access that nervous system to really calm everything down, strengthen the actual nervous system, but, like the central nervous system. And then um, just like tap in, relax our mind, relax our body, de-stress, and just like bring our bodies into this optimal point of, of, of working.
0: Yeah. So that's like my
1: biggest benefit.
0: Yeah. I can see Mm -hmm. how in those stressful situations, you can call on those practices to kind of help center you and chill you out. (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. So meditation is a part of Kundalini yoga, right? Um,
1: Yes, definitely. It's a part of Kundalini yoga, but I also will sometimes just, you know, practice a meditation and that's it. Um, It's just a, it's just a Kundalini yoga style
0: meditation. Right. With your students. Well, tell me about your program. How's your program? What's it called? What's going on in there? So my program is called 40 days to alchemize your spirit.
1: And it obviously lasts for 40 days. And um, it's really for, it's a women's group empowerment program. And it's really for people or women who are in transition in their lives, like who are in the middle of a move, a career change, a relationship change, maybe a divorce um, and are really like feeling like in limbo, you know, those types of things bring stress, bring about stress, anxiety. And sometimes we don't know how to like move forward from those situations, especially if you're in the middle of a breakup. Um, So, and I've actually experienced, you know, a breakup, a, a move, all of these things. So I know how helpful that these tools are to get you through through these situations. So it's for those types of situations that you're in. If you're in, if you're spiritually, spiritually curious but really don't know where to start, if you're feeling like you are not fulfilled in life, or if you're feeling like you want to um level up. So like, mm. you know, we all kind of I feel like at some point in our lives, at least for me, I feel like we get stagnant. Yes. And you're like, well, how can I, you know, shift my energy and move myself in, in a forward motion? So this is, this program is perfect for that, those types of situations mm-hmm. because um, we'll be having, we will be having, we ha- we're having already, <laughs> <laughs> we're having a, a coaching video every week for the five weeks for the duration of the 40 days. And then we'll be having a group coaching call. And the group coaching call will consist of obviously coaching with the um, students in the program, as well as practicing Kundalini yoga and meditation, maybe geared towards whatever that module is. So our first module that we that was released is just right now setting our intention and clarifying our vision. Our vision. Um, so it's just all about how we can be more intentional throughout the day. How can we, you know, learn to to create greater awareness in our lives. And just like our why behind behind joining this program and, and beyond. And then we'll also be practicing a 40 day meditation. Um, so it's an 11 minute meditation that's Kundalini yoga style. And um, we'll practice it every day. There's a recorded video that everybody can practice from um, that I'll be doing as well. And it's we do it for 40 days because we're really here to you know, create new habits, release old habits, negative habits, demoting habits, and just promote greater habits Mm. um, in our lives and be aware of, you know, our thoughts, our patterns, our behaviors, things like that. Um, So that's kind of the gist of it. I'm really, you know, we had a great, yesterday was day one, we had a great kickoff call. And I'm just really excited for these ladies to, you know, be committed for these 40 days and
0: level up. Yeah, that's awesome. That sounds like fun. It sounds really great. Yeah, I I love that it's a group thing, because then you have that community. And I feel like that's like, it's really important when you're trying to get into these things. Like if I was trying to get into kundalini yoga and meditation, I I don't think I could do it by myself. You know what I mean? It's like definitely something you thrive in a community setting, I feel like.
1: Yeah. And I and that's one thing that I forgot to mention is we have a private Facebook group where Mm -hmm. anybody can ask questions. Nobody's you know, it's a judgment free zone and you can create that connection of community. And that's also like what one of my missions is is to, to just build, continue to build a community of these like-minded people who are ready to commit to themselves, create greater awareness within themselves, and then in turn help the planet more. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Again, that ripple effect that is needed. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. That, that's cool. I love that because especially obviously right now, nobody is really, I mean, people are gathering, but um, (laughs) it's not the same and it's not the best. Um, So it's nice to be able to even virtually get together with other people who are on the same page as you and who are trying to, like you said, level up. And Mm -hmm. I think I'm seeing a lot of women really focusing on like leveling up, like really their potential lately, like people I know, people I don't know, people I see on social media. Um, I feel like there's just this huge surge of feminine energy right now what do you think yeah I think that um, and you said it earlier that we're going through this great awakening
1: and people are just realizing that they don't they're done playing small right they're done you know and I said this earlier today like when is it when is it enough like the suffering the anxiety the depression like when when do you stop and say like, I'm over this, I'm sick of this shit, you know? Yeah. And, and I think that's why like these women, especially because we are such powerful beings. I think that's why everybody's ready to like, commit to the change in their lives and yeah. step up and level up.
0: Yeah. Um, so you just did a breathwork seminar over the weekend.
1: I did um, a breathwork facilitator training.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. So You're going to be offering that as well now. I am. Yep. As soon as
1: I'm done with my hours, I have to get some, you know, experience facilitating under my belt. I am going to be offering that, which I'm really excited about because in Kundalini yoga, there is a lot of breath work, but the style that I learned this past weekend was something that I had never experienced. And wow, it is like so transformational and, and healing. Cause I feel like it gets like in the deeper parts of you.
0: What was it? Like, what style was it?
1: It's called a three-part breath. And so for me, normally when I tell people to breathe, I guess, I usually instruct them to breathe through their nose. And this, it was mostly um, through the mouth. So uh, in the mouth, through the belly, then into the chest and then exhaling out through the mouth. So it looks like this. (sighs) Which sounds a little different and weird, and you're lying down actually for it all. Oh, okay. Um, and it's actually usually a sixty-minute session, so yeah, it's something that I've never experienced, but I loved feeling the way I felt when I, you know, a lot of emotions were released between by myself and then everybody else who was participating in the training, and we all really felt the same way. Yeah, and it's just I feel like it's another tool to have in your tool belt when you're going through these tough times.
0: Yeah. Um, well, can you describe for anybody listening what breathwork is? Yeah, it's basically just a breathing meditation.
1: So really being conscious of, of our inhales and our exhales because for, and, I, and I, this is something else that I love to teach my students, especially beginners is we are so unaware and so unconscious sometimes that we're actually breathing the wrong way. So many people actually breathe, when they inhale, they suck their belly in and then like lift up through their chest. And then they, when they exhale, they let their belly out. And that's actually causing, going to cause uh, more anxiety, you know, hyperventilation and it's a shallow, it's basically a shallow breath. Yeah. But really the correct way is to, as you inhale, you send your belly out, you extend your belly out. And then as you exhale, you draw your belly in towards your spine. And it's okay that I was, I was breathing the wrong way. I had no idea. And then I was taught the right way. And I was like, holy shit, like this yeah. is like life-changing Yeah. because you're breathing this full breath. And um, you know, when somebody tells you to take it, like if you're pissed off about something and they're like, just take a few deep breaths. And you're like, at that point, you're like, I don't want to take a few deep breaths. Are yeah. you crazy? Like, that's the <laughs> last thing I want to do. Leave me the hell alone. Yeah. But actually it, it helps because it allows your mind to slow down. And, you know, our mind is, directly correlated with our breath so when we slow our breath down and we're breathing correctly we slow our mind down slow the thoughts down slow the anxiety ease it and um it's super powerful as a society we're like just just shut up stop telling me to breathe i know how to breathe but the breath is like our you know most accessible tool we all have you know you don't have to be you don't be privileged to do breath work and to to breathe the right way and and calm yourself down in this way That's I think why I love breath work so much, so powerful and anybody can do it. No matter if you're come from low income housing, no matter if you, you know, live in the white house, it does not, doesn't matter. Yeah. Not that anybody in the white house right now is
0: going to be doing breath work. I don't think anyone's (laughs) doing that. (laughs) Um, So my friend, Steve introduced me to breath work a while back and he had started doing it like for anxiety and, and things like that. And. Before I even started, I started just taking note of how I was breathing in certain situations. Like when I'm tense and stressed, like besides the fact that my shoulders are all the way up by my ears, my, Mm -hmm. like you said, my breath is very shallow and I'm, sometimes I don't even breathe. I'm like holding, I don't even realize it. And all of a sudden I exhale and I'm like, wait, did I even breathe in the last five minutes? (laughs) So when he started like guiding me and showing me, I, I fell in love with it. And I, again, didn't do it for a while. And now I've been more, way more consistent. Um, and I love it I really think it's like really just something everybody can do and everybody should do and like you said it's something that's accessible to everybody and again you can do it in five minutes it doesn't need mm-hmm. to be that 60 second <clears throat> like usually when I lay my daughter down for bed at night like after the whole day I will sit down and do like five, 10 minutes of breath work and just calm myself down from the day yeah. and it really really helps and to me it's it's helpful even before meditation because you're already in that mode of the breath and focusing on the breath. Absolutely. So I I love how everything you do goes hand in hand with each other and probably everything just helps each the other practice.
1: Yeah, I first I totally agree with you with the breathing just before even meditating. It helps you like just ground down especially after a crazy day because we all have those we're, we're humans. If you yeah. don't have stress or a crazy day then Who are you? Yeah, you know you're not from this planet. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and yeah, it just helps us to ground and prepare ourselves to get into that meditative space. Um, and and all these different tools that I've mentioned, we just we don't want to live in the meditative place in the meditative mind, but it's definitely helpful to be there a lot of the time so that you can remain neutral. You're not you know reacting to stress um, because we know like. The simplest thing you could like freak out about i many years ago my dad dropped a glass candle and like freaked out like freaked out like yelled screamed like was pissed off and i was like that's one of the things that made me realize like that's we don't have to act that way yeah you know since then my dad's gotten way better but <laughs> <laughs> but we don't have to act that way to simple like it, in the grand scheme of things it doesn't mean anything it's yeah. not important you know yeah. i'd rather react crazy to something like way more important in my life but really in the it's not nothing's really that important for us to freak out
0: yeah it helps you pick your battles and exactly I was just talking to my fiance about this because I naturally and in my younger years have a very short fuse like it would take Mm -hmm. almost nothing for me to lose my mind and like freak out and I was in a long relationship and I would be like just like angry with this person for nothing and if he and he was never an angry person he was calm and that would set me off even more and finally one day i was like why are you like this kelly what is wrong with you like what's going on so i just started one become this is before i became like into spirituality or anything but just becoming aware of my patterns and like trying to figure out why i i responded this way reacted this way and um i gotten better and better and now like times are obviously stressful we have a toddler we're all home together like pretty much most of the time And so now like when something small happens, I would have freaked out about even like a year ago. I'm like, whatever, it's no big deal. Let's pick our battles because who knows what's going to happen in five minutes. Um, Absolutely. You know, and I don't want my daughter to see me losing my shit over every little thing Mm -hmm. uh, because she's copying everything I do. And so I know that if I turn around and I'm like, what the hell? Then she's going to be like, ah, and we just don't (laughs) want that. (laughs) Yep.
1: I completely agree. And even like, even now I find myself like, if something happens and I get stressed out about it, I'm just like taking those deep yeah. breaths because I know that like, once I'm done with my deep breaths, it's really
0: not that serious. Yeah. Yeah. You just it helps you just move past it. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Um, so you said you have stepkids. Yep, yeah, I have um, two stepkids. They're twins. Oh, nice. And they're eight. Oh, cute. Do you ever try to do any of this stuff with them? Definitely. I
1: actually, you know, um, my fiance and I have been together for three years. And again, going back to like the girl and the boy, like they both actually have practiced with me multiple times, but usually my stepdaughter, Emily, she will come upstairs um, and she'll always like practice with me or, or she'll hear me and then she'll just start saying the mantras um, you know, I've incorporated oils, essential oils into their lives just to, you know, help them calm down because, you know, they, they're ki- like we said earlier, yeah. they're kids that they have stressful moments and they have sometimes anxiety. And, and I wanted to teach them the simple tools to calm down yeah. and like realize it's okay. It's not that serious because yeah. <laughs> kids don't realize that only really adults do. But I, if we start at a young age, then maybe they, they will
0: start yeah. to realize that. Yeah. yeah. And now it's funny because, I mean, I keep bringing her up, but with a toddler, we have all this conditioning of how we're supposed to treat kids. And I don't like it. Like, I don't like any of it. And so even our pediatrician was like, okay, your next appointment, we'll talk about discipline and timeouts. And I'm like, I'm not doing some sort of timeout. Like, I don't like that because that to me just shows her like, just get away from me. You did something wrong. Just go away. Rather than saying you had a big feeling. It's okay you know, but we're not going to throw toys, like, you know, and just explain to her and just say, it's okay Mm -hmm. to feel upset. It's okay to be angry, even if it's with me. So to me, like my spiritual journey came at the right time, because I feel like now I can share it with her, which is like, honestly, the most important thing I think Mm -hmm. is for what we show people who are coming after us, or who are coming up with us. Um, So I think the work that you're doing is just super important. And the fact that you love it just shows and that passion is contagious. And so that's what I was saying before. I think this community that you're creating um, is really important. And I hope that more people see that and more people join your community or anyone else's who are, who is doing this stuff. Um, I agree. Thank you. Definitely. Um, So back to breath work for a second, any breath work I've done has always been like in through the nose, out through the nose, in through the nose, Mm -hmm. out through the nose, which was weird for me because as a uh, an athlete in strength sports, I'm used to c- breathing in through the nose, out through the mouth. Yeah. So what's the difference? I like, do you think that you get any sort of different benefit from nostril breathing or mouth breathing, or even like I've done like one nostril, what are some of the yeah. differences? So I believe that nostril breathing actually, um,
1: creates less stress on the body than mouth breathing, mm-hmm. even though this breath work that I just learned actually is all mouth breathing. Um, but it's, a, it's okay. Uh, yeah. And then for the differences between like alternate nostril breathing or like left or right nostril breathing, the, if you want to do right nostril breathing, which would just be blocking the left, nose, the left nostril off and then inhaling and exhaling through the right nose, that draws on the sun energy and uh, helps create vitality and energy in your body. Mm. Whereas if we were left nostril breathing, that draws on the moon energy and that helps us to calm down. So okay. left nostril breathing would probably be best done, you know, maybe during a stressful situation or at nighttime before bed. And then right nostril breathing could be, you know, when you wake up in the morning, or if you need like a, an afternoon pick
0: me up, some right nostril breathing would be great. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, I've been using simple tools. <laughs> yeah. It's very, it's really simple. I mean, it's not easy, but it's simple. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been using, this is just one way, but I think this is like really hard for some people like the Wim Hof method and the app. So I have the Wim Hof app and there's like a cold shower challenge, which I'm trying now, which is like my absolute worst nightmare. But I I don't even turn the cold water on normally. I'm just like a scorcher in the shower. But (laughs) so it's really hard, but it, it wakes me up so much, even at I shower at night. But even after that, I have energy now to like cook dinner or do whatever And I've been practicing those breathing methods and sometimes they're so intense. It's like, you can't safely do that. Like with your kid in the room or like
1: in water (laughs)
0: or anything. And like, it really takes you to like, you can't even be distracted by anything else because breathing is that intense. It almost
1: takes you to like a new, like level of consciousness. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And one day I did it with my friend who introduced me and I was having like a rough day. Like I just was. I was all over the place. I couldn't focus on anything. Like I was just like anxious, I guess. And just, I don't even know, but we did like 45 minutes of this, like really intense deep breathing. And like you said, in your experience, I was like a different person after that. Mm-hmm. I was like, that was unreal. Like, I feel like I just did some sort of crazy drugs and now, yes, I'm- yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you and I think something like, is released in your brain, like, right? Like DMT or something like that. Absolutely. Yeah, right. it,
1: it is. Yeah. So so it's, it's like, you're getting, you're getting high on your own supply. Basically. Yeah. That's what I always say. And That's why I loved it so much. Really. Initially that was like, holy shit. I feel high. Yeah. And I don't have to take anything or do anything. Like I could just breathe and feel that way.
0: Yeah. So I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I said, like, after I put the baby to bed and the day's kind of winding down, so many people go for that, like glass of wine and I'm not. I'm not a wine drinker at all. So I wouldn't do that anyway. But now I learned to just rely on my breathing to kind of chill me out in the same way. And it really does. And then, like, I can just hang out with my fiance and be present and just chill and not have like all those things from the day weighing on me. Um, Absolutely. Oh, so it's something I am super grateful for. And it's free and it doesn't cost anything. Yeah. And you have everybody has it. Everybody who's alive can breathe, right?
1: Yeah. It's just a matter of being open to the, yeah, to the technique of it. And, you know, to its effects.
0: Yeah. And the one frustrating thing is when you get involved in something like this, you want to tell everybody about it. <laughs> and yeah, you know, sh- I'm sure you can't force people to be into your thing. So do you have any recommendations? Like if you have friends or family members who you know would benefit from this, who are like high, strong, super stressed. How do you think it's an okay way to go about introducing them to this and encouraging them to try breath work, meditation, yoga, anything? Um, I think what has happened
1: for me in the past with trying to, when I, when I first started out on the spiritual journey, I wanted everybody to, you know, try kundalini yoga and it would work for you. You need this, all of that. But then you realize that you can't force anything on anybody. They have to be ready for it. You know, Um, when you're ready, the teacher will appear. Yeah. So I will start by telling everybody to first just breathe and I'll teach them how to breathe because- you know, our friends and our family go through so many different things in their lives. And if they come to me with like, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't feel this, I feel a certain way, or I'm really upset. I'll like always recommend just, just sit and breathe just, or like set an alarm on your phone a few times during the day. And when that alarm goes off, you take three deep breaths. Just to kind of get that oxygen in your body and then get rid of anything that's no longer serving you that you can just release. Yeah, um, I think that's like the easiest, like most simple tip to yeah. give to anybody. And then also to even like be intentional during your day. So again, set alarms on your phone and set an alarm to like be intentional with breathing or be intentional with being grateful for three things in that moment, just yeah. so that we're aware of our thoughts and our patterns, our emotions. And that'll start to help shift the more that, you know, it's hard at first, but the more that you practice it, it starts to become a habit. And for me, that that's exactly what happened. I had a, I had an accountability partner, my best friend and I, we would, we would hold each other accountable for different things. And, um, that was like the best support system that I could have ever had.
0: Yeah. That's important. I feel like a support system, because if you're the only person trying to do anything, Different um in your life if you whether it's it's something like this, spirituality or even like dieting or working out or anything if you're the only one, it's hard to stay accountable and it's hard to even feel like it's important because you're like whatever everyone else is doing yeah. this, I'm going to do it too so leading by example I guess is is the best way that we can encourage other people to do anything
1: yep, I completely agree I think these people just have to be open to it and I've noticed like there are many friends and family members who aren't open to it and you'll never, as much as you feel like they need it through whatever they're going through, they won't be receptive and you have to be okay with that. Uh, no matter who you are, you just yeah. have to be say, okay, everybody's on their own journey.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely experienced that because I, when I like when I was pregnant, I couldn't eat blah, blah, blah. I was super sick the whole time. Um, and I got certified in nutrition and holistic nutrition during my pregnancy and so what I learned and what I implemented into my life and my fiance's life was mind blowing. Like changes were crazy. Like we just got so much healthier. Like, so I wanted to scream at everybody. I know, like, stop eating this, please eat this instead. You can do it. Like I was trying to help. And then after finally like a year of like banging my head against the wall, I'm like, okay, I can't force these people to do anything as much as I want to, as much as I care. If they're ready, they, maybe they'll come to me. And Mm -hmm. it's frustrating because I'm sitting there. I'm like, are you ready yet? (laughs) Are you ready? (laughs) It's like, why won't you just ask me for help? I know. But like I said, I think the type of work you're doing is becoming, well, maybe I'm in an echo chamber on my social media and I just follow people like that. But I'm seeing and I'm always seeing and I'm hoping that it is becoming more common um, because I think it's so needed. And I think we're divided and we're fighting and everything is fucking crazy. And Mm -hmm. Yeah, where people can restore balance in their own mind and in their own body and in their own home, um, the better everyone will be. And it's through work like you're doing that that will be possible. So you're doing big things, my friends. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So are you. Thank <laughs> you. Um, so this is great. So where can people find you Instagram, things like that? Because you share a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah, so I'm on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Laura M Sacco.
1: Cool. And uh yeah, I'm, I'm on Facebook also. Um Laura Sacco KY. You know, after you do the Facebook.com yeah, is it's my like, business page. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So KY for Kundalini Yoga. Oh, okay. I was thinking yeah. something
0: else. <laughs> uh, no, everybody
1: does. Everybody does. Like maybe I should change that.
0: <laughs> um, so your program that you're doing now, um, would you are you gonna run it again at some point? Yeah, I'm thinking that definitely in the new year, I'll be running it. Um, and I'll actually be
1: in probably starting this week, I'm going to be announcing that I'm going to do like a, a, a Kundalini yoga class series leading up to the holidays, you know, to help us out during, I feel like this most stress, this could be the most stressful time yeah. for many. Um, so like every Sunday, I'll be teaching a Kundalini yoga class via Zoom um, and people will be able to sign up there Hopefully in the next like day or two, working on getting that set up for everybody.
0: Awesome. So everybody can follow you and keep up. And I definitely want to try the Kundalini yoga because I've never done that before.
1: Yeah. Yes. Definitely try it. Be open to the experience, open mind, open heart. Oh, for sure. I'm always open. I'm just tired. (laughs) Yes, I understand. That's why I try and get it out of the way in the morning. I don't get it out of the way, but I do it in the morning so that I could just go on with the rest of my day.
0: Yeah, definitely cool. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for, for this and for sharing everything with us. It's super important and it's been fun.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah, this has been great. Thank you so much for having
0: me on here. I'm honored
1: and I'm humbled. I really appreciate it. Definitely.
0: Thank you guys for listening to the podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please go to Apple Podcasts, leave me some ratings, reviews. I would definitely appreciate it. Share it on social media and let me know what you think. Let me know if there are specific topics you want to hear. If there's anything you want me to go over or if you just want to connect, follow me on Instagram. And I hope you guys have a great week. I'll see you soon.